hosting for Two Blokes Talking Tech. Proudly provided by Web Central. There is a lot going on in technology, as always. It's fantastic to get these speeds on a mobile phone, isn't it? The speeds on this thing are amazing. Two blokes talking tech. Very nice, snappy performance. It's a good phone. Yeah, there's a few pros and cons with this. With Trevor Long from yourtechlife.com. Now, my advice to people who like this kind of service is... And Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. I really like this new service. Gives you that flexibility to hear your music anywhere. Two blokes talking tech. Stephen and Trevor always providing the best advice. Lots to talk about on Two Blokes Talking Tech. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. And you're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech, episode 117, coming to you live from the Museum of Contemporary Art here in Sydney uh, for the Intel's launch of their fourth generation processors. And Stephen, joining me each and every week from techguide.com.au. G'day, welcome, mate. How you doing, mate? Yeah, we just uh, finished hearing the presentation here for the Intel fourth gen uh, processor, which we discussed we, we last week. We talked about this last week. We're um, ahead of the news here, yeah, Trevor, so I mean, we, we, we got in ahead and Intel decided to have their... their uh, event a week after Computex. I was at Computex, I heard all Mainly, this last and week. we know that's because they wanted to hear what the two blokes had to say Absolutely. last week Absolutely. about the fourth generation processor. Right. But essentially, fourth generation of the Intel Core processor, which we mentioned last week, and we'll talk about a little bit later in terms of how it was first announced in terms of uh, its first uh, retail application in the MacBook Air. Uh, we're, we're here, as always, each and every week, thanks to the good people at Netgear. If you need home and small business networking solutions and Wi-Fi solutions and all those kind of things, you can see the people at netgear.com.au. All right, Stephen, well, uh, an early morning. I mean, I had a shocking weekend, uh, the uh, the Montreal Grand Prix qualifying <laughs> race. I saw you doing your split two, sleep. Two, oh, oh, I was, that's had strategies, I had strategies going, but then on, uh, on Tuesday morning, out, was it Tuesday morning Tuesday our time? Tuesday morning yeah. our time, very lost, early Tuesday morning our time. Yeah, well, some of us got up for the start of it, I'll have you know. Yes, uh, uh, I got up uh, 2.30 a.m. ready for the uh, 3 a.m. announcement uh, from Tim Cook. Now, this is not a product announcement per se. This is no. the Worldwide Developers Conference, you know, thousands of people who register to be developers of Apple um, uh, apps on either the, the Mac or the iOS devices, and they get to go every year if they want to. It's an expensive Absolutely. conference you have to sold, go to. Sold out in apparently 71, 71 seconds. seconds. Yeah. Um, you know, you'd be and tickets are like fourteen hundred dollars each. Hard pressed if you if you were the seventy second second, eh? Oh, what if your clock was wrong? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, the whole idea is that you, you there's a, it's a week of conferences. It, yes. It's sessions where you learn about different things about developing. They learn better yeah. code and and they can actually get one on one or not one on one, but certainly they can get access to Apple engineers who That's can right. help them with Which their coding problems. Hence, hence the reason why the tickets are so high. But um, exactly. we're talking software. Basically. We're, we're talking Operating about systems. nerds who do code. All right, and that at the end result are the apps that you run on. On your and iPhone and the programs you run on, and your they're computer. the people that have shared in. I think it's ten billion dollars worth of uh, money Absolutely. paid out by Apple Let's to developers. Not that. That's right. Which, which is 50, there's 50, been fifty billion downloads. Uh, forget the free ones. App and then, Store's nearly five years old, coming up to five years. And then consider that, uh, that that's 70% of the revenue because Apple takes about 30%. So there's some serious right. money going through this market Absolutely. and it shows you why it's so important. And, and there's a million registered developers around the world um, who are paying, you know, 100 or 200 or $300 a year. So there's a bit of revenue coming in. That's why they put this event on. So the keynote at the start of this event is Tim Cook standing on stage talking about what's to come and bringing yes. out the Phil Schillers and, the, and all those guys yep. to talk about what's to come for primarily the software. But then then they, they like to, to tweak in some device stuff. But we'll talk first about iOS 7. So yes. we've got three things to talk about in the next couple of minutes. iOS 7, OS X, 
um, and then the the hardware announcements. Now, iOS 7, iOS is, is for the people that don't know, that's the software that runs on your iPhone or your iPad or your iPod Touch. Um, this is a really important change, and Tim Cook made the point several times. This is the biggest change since Absolutely. the iPhone launched. Yeah. It's a big deal. We're talking. We're talking. iPhones nearly coming up to six years old. Oh yeah. So this, without a doubt, iOS seven is the most radical change to the operating system. E- and most one, important. Yeah. Each one has been a, a, a little bit of a tinkering, a Tweaking. little bit of an upgrade, yeah. a tweak here and there, slightly different look. But this you think is about like two years ago, they introduced the notification center where you can drag yeah, your finger down, stuff like that. Basically, nothing, just nothing the same major. thing with a. On it now. Exactly. This is kind of a knockdown rebuild uh, of the of the you know system. What? That's a bloody great example because it's still a house. It's it's still you know it's just a bigger house or it's got more features, but it is essentially very much the same. There isn't really anything radical in this in terms of the way it works compared to say yes. Android. Now we talked about say live tiles and the different things that occur in Android. None of that is uh, seemingly yet available to, to developers. But I will point out, um, having had a look at iOS 7, that the for a really simple example, the clock, um, the, the, the clock app, the time on it is actually live. Time. <laughs> you know, it's actually the time with, with a second's hand and everything. So yeah, to me, Just like the says, date on the calendar. Yeah, the, yeah. To me, that says this is, this is a live tile. It's a, it's a live app. If you, if you look there, Stephen, yeah, the, the right. clock's actually ticking around. That is right. And now, I don't know why they, don't, why they yeah. can't make that available but, to developers as well. Well, I think it's only a matter of time before they open up things like yeah. Siri access, um, that, things like the live tiles, as you mentioned. Yeah. I think that's just a matter of time. I think... Th- when Apple are good and ready, they'll allow that. But what I've been talking about this week is, is really the importance here of the, the millions of people that have an iPhone. That come September when this is out, they'll get that notification that there's an update. This is a big change, right? It is. A big change. A lot of people, a lot of people know you double tap the home button and, and the apps that are running appear and you can, you can press on them, hold them to close them. That's not how you close apps in multitask anymore. So that changes. Yeah. Little things change. So there's a little bit of a learning curve for people to occur later this year. Let's have a sort of look at it top down, I think. First thing, obviously, you're going to notice is the appearance. And now, yeah. Johnny Ive's hands are all over this. He's, oh. the, he's the design guru from Apple who stepped yeah. in now as the human interface mm-hmm. director or whatever his title is. And I think I'm pretty sure, his hands pretty sure he writes it. his own title. Well, I'm pretty sure he does. <laughs> but, and, and, but the look of this system is such a radical departure from what we were used to with Apple. Mm. Uh, and everyone, everyone was thinking, we heard the rumors it's going to be black and white and flat and all that. And what what, the, what I take out of it is it's a lot sleeker, hmm. a lot cleaner. Yes. It, it seems a Clean bit more lines, consistent yes. across the whole system. So there's none of this, no felt and wood and paper effects yeah, anymore. Yeah. It's a bit more consistent look. Um, and just just from that, and every single aspect of it has changed. Yes. The mailbox looks different. The way that the, Calendar, the, the icons fly in after you hit your home yeah, button, yeah. You, you swipe from the bottom to get the notification. To, to Best change feature the settings. of all... Is, is what they call the control... Oh, I, don't think, I don't think it's called the control panel, but yeah. it's, it's when you swipe from the bottom up, yeah. um, you get things like access control to your Wi-Fi... Control centre, yes. Access to your Wi-Fi, your Bluetooth, airplane yeah. mode. In fact, also simple things like play play and pause, which you used to have to double tap and, and slide to yeah. the right and left. Torch, ca- calculator, camera, all really simple it things. Is, it is quite a change, but I think... Let's talk, apart from the look of it, Yep. The, and we've mentioned a couple of the features... There are some pretty significant updates in terms of like additional features and abilities now. Mm. One I like is the uh, the airdrop. 
airdrop oh, yeah. is the ability to share. And, and there's no mention of NFC. I think they Craig Federici, when he was presenting, yes. kind of took the piss out a little bit out of yeah. there. You don't have you to don't touch have to devices. Bump. He actually said the word bump, which is a piss take yeah. of, the, of the bump developers, but also of yes. NFC, NFC which Galaxy is, stuff. Which is very much an Android thing, which I think is going to come to the next iPhone anyway. So Possibly. Possibly. Maybe not with this but AirDrop. AirDrop is a peer-to-peer Wi-Fi connection, obviously to other iPhone users and mm. other iOS 7 users, yes. I'm assuming. So that's I, I find that quite interesting. Um, and very simple. You, you enable AirDrop and you say, "Can I am I visible to people in my contacts, to no one or to everyone? Yeah. So it's, there's a privacy ability there. Um, and I think that's going to work great. So imagine you and I just took a photo of ourselves here at the Intel launch. Which we will. Oh, obviously, obviously <laughs> we do it all the time. We're the two boys talking to you. And, and I just click AirDrop and, and it just pushes directly to your phone because you're still sitting there available to me as a contact. It's a really Absolutely. simple feature. No, I'll tell you one I like. And Find My iPhone's always been a great... Yes. A great product, but it's lacked one thing. Theft has been a real problem. Yes. You take the SIM card out of a phone that's got Find My iPhone on it, yeah. you're never going to find it again. Goodbye. And also, yeah. it's theirs to use. Now, if you activate Find My iPhone on a device um, with iOS 7, this is not active today, people, so just be careful. Um, when it, If it's stolen and they take the SIM card out and they format it, they turn it on, they can't activate it without your password. That's really good. So smart. That, and is, that, that is clever. You know what? Their cloud, everything is activated via the cloud, so it just makes sense. If, if the device is identified as being registered to a user yep. make them use the password a couple other things I quite liked first one was uh, Siri Siri's yep. been upgraded with a new look she still also struggles with a me. new voice though a new mm. voice we've got a male uh, version of Siri oh. coming up as well so although you and I are used to females telling us what to do so Siri's been pretty good <laughs> more you than it's me it's normally me you're... that's saying things like that are you alright? I know mate it's all good but I like the fact that apart from having that extra male voice but it's a li- bit more functional now you can yeah. tell it to say turn on Bluetooth or yes. adjust my brightness so I reckon that's pretty cool another addition which I found really interesting too that's following my trip with Ford last week to Computex mm. is the in-car it usage it was very it was very similar to that Ford conversation very that we much. had at CS and very you had last much. week with, with this one we're talking like car companies like Mercedes-Benz Honda Nissan Hyundai even still Ferrari still a little bit pie in the sky because they announced this yeah. last year as well well they do you know I what I mean BMW is one of them that they didn't mention this time so they're talking uh, Siri like accessing Siri what do they call mm-hmm. it eyes free eyes free so and, and it's, it's coming to, to describe to people in, in, in words as opposed to visually which is hard obviously the thing they talked about last year was the whole basically having a button on the steering wheel stuff yeah. this is now the full integration you'll see this in, in for example the new Commodore has a thing called MyLink and you can get Stitcher and TuneIn Radio all through your phone mm. this is literally an overtake of the entertainment centre screen when your phone's plugged in and you get oh, the, the Apple interface so it's basically re- replicating the iOS screen or a version of it on, on the dashboard so look iOS 7 is what it's called it'll be out in the, in the spring our time so around September, basically September. when the new phone comes well, out, it'll I think be available. It'll be probably a week before the new phone when it comes sure. out. And the good thing of this, I think, if you already own an iPhone 5, let's mention you can only have an iPhone 4 and, and later, yep. uh, iPad 2 so and later. So this is the death so of the 3 retina, and the 3GS. It needs the retina display, uh, or not, maybe not on the iPad, but mm. on the iPhone definitely. Uh, and I think for anyone who's got a device like that, it's going to almost be like having a new phone. Oh, absolutely. For a lot of people. You that, know what? That's the, here's how crazy it is. I've been using the HTC One, as you know, for, for a while now. Love it. I think it's a great phone. As soon as I installed iOS 7 on my iPhone, I immediately cut my SIM card and put it back in because I loved it that much from the, from the minute I got you're it. You're one of those people. You're a cutter, it, yeah? I'm you're a cutter. cutter. Absolutely, okay, absolutely. Right I cut my SIMs with, uh, <laughs> with, with full strength, too. No, yeah. it's, it, it's, it's very nice. Yes. Not available to the end of the year, so don't get too excited, but have a good read yeah. of what's available. But they did, they did one last thing. They did point out quite quite uh, delightfully the fact that 
uh, th- there's such a high install base of iOS 6. I think 93%, 93% of iPhone yeah. users have installed the very latest version. Mm. And they mentioned the fact that Android users, some of them are using devices with uh, operating system that's two, three years old. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I think that says a lot about how much the iPhone users love updating. You can have a little look at uh, iOS 7 at Stephen's website, techguide.com.au. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. With Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Now, the WWDC, as it's called by developers, Worldwide Developers Conference, wasn't just about iPhone. Of course, the other major software mm. product from Apple is OS X. Mm. Uh, and I quite I, I found it very funny when they were they said they run out of feline names. Yeah. So they went, <laughs> what have they gone from? Tiger, leopard, puma, whatever they've gone. Mountain lion, lion. Mountain lion. Mountain lion. And now I think they Craig Federico put, put up Sea Lion, which good. I thought was very humorous. I was, I was hoping maybe to be called the OS X Cougar, but maybe not this time. That, that does have yeah. other connotations. That though, does. Really, it does, but what they've gone for is Mavericks, which I think is quite a tricky name. They've it's a California, California name, theme, yeah. California name, and uh, I think well, while there's not a huge change to the look of the system from what I saw, no. uh, there are I think some some key. Features well, can I give you my first most important feature, which as a as a new convert, I only, I've only been using Mac for a couple of years. Really, the, the spaces and all this kind of stuff is excellent in, in Mac, but when you've got multi-screen, you've got a like if you've got a video. I often yes. play a video full screen on my second screen while I'm doing stuff. If you switch between your spaces on on, on the Mac, it happens on both screens. Now, with OS X Mavericks, Mavericks, it's independent. Every screen is independent of the other, and that's that's a really big feature. Plus, my Apple TV can be another, another display, monitor. independent well, display, not a, not a, not a mirror, with, independent. I've actually sitting, my 15-inch retina can mirror my screen yeah. with Apple TV, but it's a mirror. It's you a can't mirror. use that's it right. as a second screen, that's so that's right. the big difference here. But I quite like the uh, the Finder tabs, like you know, oh, on a Mac, yes. when you've got all these different windows open, it clutters your desktop a little bit. Yep. Putting them all together is very handy. I also found tagging really handy. Oh, yes. Now when you save a document, it's not just the name and the location. So for example, my, my, it's a tag as well. You know, I obviously do Your Tech Life podcast and this podcast the audio files I could tag them as podcast I could tag them as your tech life and I could tag them as two blokes talking tech yeah. and then when we do a rundown I could tag them the same so I could just search for you know files created in the last mm. week with a tag two blokes talking tech doesn't matter where they're saved and this is this is the future of, of file files basically we're going to move away from folders into tagging this is this is the way yeah, in five clever. or ten years clever. there won't be folders anymore other features I like too uh, they've added maps so you can say, work out where you want to go. A, did get a bit research. of a giggle in the crowd. Yes, well, well they, they had a bit of a debacle with maps last time, but they've since sorted that. I think if, you, if you're using it on the desktop now, you can plan your trip, send it to your iPhone or iPad mm. and have mm. it. Uh, I know that they're also adding iBooks as well, so you yep. can read on your Mac and then pick it up on an iPad. It'll remember where you're up to. Yep. Uh, iCloud Keychain. This is where it remembers all your passwords across mm. all your devices and can even come up with very hard to crack passwords as and well. You know, this and is, remember this them is too. Apple tick, ticking a market that they're being they're struggling in because I use Google Chrome on every device, every yeah. device. It does it already, and it does it already. Yeah. You see, so they've got to be well, in that market. Let's talk about that. that, that that's a, something that all, all the Apple haters came out again yesterday mm. and said, "Oh yeah, iOS seven, it's Android four point four point one," mm. and mm. they also said that there were some features there that they pinched from Google and Windows and all this sort of stuff. Well, they're in which those. is kind of it, look. You know, they've, they've got a point. I think the the ability to access all your settings on an Android phone has been around for a long time. Now, yep. now Apple is starting to do it. Mm. Um, Apple are doing it a slightly different way, but it is still comes after Android did it. We should be mm. fair about that. But you know, that that was a typical response, I think, from from people who are Absolutely. obviously non Apple users and and uh, very passionate about the Windows and Android phones. They're rocking it. The yep. Now, look, just quickly before we talk about um, hardware, I will mention also in a, in a software sense, not OS X 
related, but um, iLife. They also announced that iLife would be available as I, a web I application. Cloud, that's right. And for you to be on a PC and use and log into iLife in, through the iCloud, so you yeah. can actually do um, pages, numbers, and keynote. Through a browser. You can actually create them. They've, they've done a very, very good execution of web-based docs. And I which think is, it's, which is again what Google have been doing for a little while. But you know what? I think it's. I think it's. This proves why you wait. This yeah. proves why you don't do it first because Google has frankly sucked for a long time. <laughs> now, I've tried to use it, mate. I live in the Google Cloud, yeah. but I just don't use Google Docs because okay. it ain't that good. This looks great. So I've, I've that'll got, be an interesting I've thing. I've got one last thing to say about OS X Mavericks. Mm-hmm. Will there be an OS X Goose? <laughs> it's not a Top Gun theme. Well, I don't know. It's not it a Top Gun theme. Maybe. It's a California thing. I don't thing. know. I, don't know. <laughs> I reckon that might be the next one. Uh, you can read about the uh, OS X upgrades uh, at, two, at uh, not Martin. We don't have a website. Two blokes talking down. At techguide.com.au. All right, just quickly wrapping up the WWDC before we move on to other things. Hardware. Um, there is normally some sort of hardware yes. hardware announcement. There has been oh. iPhones announced at this event in, in the past. You know, some people speculated the watch. I, I didn't think any of that would happen. No. But it was interesting. Two great things. And uh, I'll quickly mention them, and then we'll talk about them both. MacBook Airs were refreshed, um, and, and not, in, not in look or, or any other function other than basically the processor. They've been given um, the, the Intel fourth-generation yes, processor, which is Haswell, why we're here. Which is why we're here at uh, the Museum of Contemporary Art today. And that has given the, the MacBook Air an amazing battery life. We'll talk about it in a second. And then really interestingly, amazing. really interestingly yeah. from Apple, um, they they actually said we're going to give you a sneak peek, and that's not something they do. They <laughs> normally announce. They announce a product. They announce a price. This yeah. is a big deal for today. Here is a sneak peek of something that's coming later well, this year. How many years has it been since they've updated well, this product? The Mac Pro we're talking about here, and it's not a device a lot of people have. It's really for hardcore. Mate, you look know, at the photo. It's t- the Apple Vars. It's yeah, a Vars. The, the, the t- TV stations. You know, graphic artists have yeah. this product. This is uh, this is normally a big box computer that has been reduced down to a small cylinder. That, as Stephen rightly says, looks like a black. It is Vars. It is one eighth the volume of the Mac Pro, and, but and a million, a gig, a yes, gig a million exactly. times better. Um, and and there's a couple of things that were great about it. a the innovation is amazing. And Phil Schiller actually said, um, people say you know, Apple can't, can't innovate, innovate my, my ass. ass. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I found that quite humorous. It's also. just fantastic. That's yeah. just what you want to hear from Phil Schiller too. Yes. Just, it just shows there's a bit of passion still there. Absolutely. But, but the but MacBook I, Airs, um, yep. you know, the 13-inch MacBook Air now has 12 hours of battery life thanks to the Intel fourth generation processor. That's, That's stunning. I think at this presentation we, uh, we heard that, that I find that it interesting could, that wasn't mentioned here today. Well, it's, at well, all. We, we, we should explain we're here at the MCA, the Museum of Contemporary Art, where one end of the room was where the presentation was held. The other end of the MCA is where all the OEM developers mm. We've kicked the people Acer, out of the presentation. Toshiba, Sony, Zeus, they're all in the other room. Apple mm. are not here. No, of Apple course don't come to these events. No. Okay, We should point that out. But Apple are, are going to be first Apple out of a gate first. Apple with were the, the first processor. to announce uh, uh, you know, an ultrabook or a laptop. Well, first to make it available with, for sale. With, yes. with, with um, the fourth generation Although we processor. were chatting earlier with Sony, their products are for sale right now with exactly. the fourth so gen that, as well. They jumped, but they jumped that the is pretty impressive. But what I was saying earlier, the fact that you can now watch a HD movie for a 10-hour flight mm. is unheard of. And That's now people right. are thinking, well, it's not a 5%, 10% improvement. This is a 50% improvement, this is which massive. is significant. We mentioned this last week. Biggest generation-to-generation improvement uh, that we've ever seen from Intel mm. using with the fourth-gen processor. And it's all and about it's battery inside life. the MacBook Air. And just quickly, you, don't, you won't see this on the MacBook because Intel um, or, or Apple do a different deal. They obviously pay more because they don't put stickers on their computers. No. But every other manufacturer, I think, it just gets a discount per unit on stickers, yes. um, which is my biggest 
this bugbear, but the way for consumers, because we didn't know this last week, the way for consumers when you walk into a store to tell that you've got a fourth-generation processor is that it's portrait-style sticker instead of yes. landscape. Now, what a that vertical, means is vertical. it's a vertical sticker, so yes. you see the Intel logo and underneath it, Core i5 or i7, or i7 whatever it yes. is, whereas the old one was the other way around. It was left and right, the Intel logo on the left and the core part on or the right. Very ask, big difference. Ask people. But, but ask you know what? For it. Retailers, with the greatest respect to our store floor staff, uh, they struggle with this stuff. It's a lot yes, of extra information. So be be buyer aware and uh, and have yes. a look for that kind of thing. So Absolutely. Um, look, the MacBook Airs. Um, they also the prices are a little bit better too. Uh, I think they start at ten ninety nine here in Australia. Ten ninety nine for the eleven inch. That's a great great start deal. Twelve forty nine for the thirteen inch, which is I think cheaper yeah. than last year's model. It is, they Slight, are cheaper than last cheaper. year's model. I'm I'm yeah. inclined to go the eleven inch to be honest. But impulse, um, impulse buy, Trev. I nearly bought one yesterday okay. as an impulse, but okay. thankfully I didn't. I saved myself Good and my you. marriage. We at don't the same want time. Mrs Long to be upset. That's now. exactly right. So if you're in the market for a three bedroom townhouse, you can email me. <laughs> <laughs> you're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech, episode one hundred and seventeen. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. And it's all thanks to the good people at Netgear, netgear.com.au. You can go to the Netgear website and have this great interactive um, site there that they've got, which actually has like a, a home in it. You can see a lounge room, a bedroom, a kitchen, and you can see all the different devices sitting around uh, in, the, um, in the home. And, and it shows you how your home can be connected better with Netgear. And Netgear can provide you with more um, Wi-Fi signal throughout your home, better signal, better speed, uh, and network storage is a really important thing. Uh, if you haven't got network storage and if you've got multiple devices in your home, check it out at Netgear. Netgear.com.au, proud sponsors of Two Blokes Talking Tech. Well, yesterday was also a pretty significant day, not just for the Worldwide Developers Conference. There's another event happening at the same time in Los Angeles. It's uh, E3, the Electronic Entertainment Expo, which is a big computer game expo. Yeah, and Sony central. took advantage of this occasion uh, is in their pre-E3 press conference. And it was the first, finally, we got a glimpse of the PlayStation 4. Which, now, which they announced earlier in the year and didn't show we us. We heard about it in February. They never showed it to us. Uh, they released a tease video about three weeks ago uh, to uh, a- announcement of the announcement, uh, and which we love, those announcements, don't we, Trev? And we talked about and it being square. And finally, they've come up with uh, not only the look of the device, but also the pricing. Now, let's talk about look first of all. It looks like the Xbox One. It looks like the PlayStation 2. looks like the Xbox One. Well, a little bit. This one, you can stand it on its side or vertically. Mm. Um, it, it has like a, like two chambers with a slanted. It's like a rom- – what is it, that name? Is it a rhomboid, rhombus? Jesus, I don't know, mate. Rhombus. Par- parallelogram, that's kind of the shape of no, it. No, i got nothing. It's not rectangular. But well, yeah, look, anyway. it looks like two rectangles plotted on top of each other because there's a gap between and the centre of cut it. Cut at an angle. Yeah. Uh, looks like the pl- I first looked at it, I thought it looks like the PlayStation 2. Yeah, but right. Anyway, uh, it's got the controller that comes with the uh, with the i what's that, the i ITV, whatever they call their camera. Yeah, we, but so it doesn't come the, with it at, at the price they're extra. priced it at. Yes, well, let's talk so, about price. Let's trip. talk price. Because Microsoft on the same day had their press conference and announced their, their uh, more, more details of the Xbox One plus games and all those kind of things, and importantly, price. Now, Microsoft were first out with a price, and yes. it was four ninety nine in the States, US. $5.99 in Australia. So the Australia tax is $100. And we'll talk about the tax in a minute. I'll debate okay. you on that. Okay. But then Sony later in the day came out at three ninety nine dollars US. Which, which was a $100 gas cheap price. Exactly. But in Australia, five forty nine. So $150 more here in Australia. Now, two things to talk about. The Australia tax. Yes. I don't believe that Microsoft is doing much much bad in terms of Australia. For, 
$3.99 or $4.99 in the States, plus a local sales tax, plus, you know, the normal, you know, use of movement and stuff for, yep. of, of technology across the world, you'd think yep. they'd wait for five more minutes for us to pack up, seriously. Yes, they would. They're but, packing the chairs up. But, but anyway... <laughs> But anyway, um, so that you're actually paying maybe twenty or thirty bucks more here in Australia than the US. But Sony, one hundred and fifty bucks. It's yeah, outrageous. You know what? That, that was a when when I, I tweeted that and uh, when when they sent the email through and it got a lot of negative response. Obviously, one hundred and fifty dollars more. Uh, it's still cheaper than the Xbox. Let's just oh, make yeah, that. Yeah. We'll point that out. But one hundred and fifty bucks extra, and we'll talk about some other Sony pricing in the next segment about four K mm. TVs. But yep. I think Australians are just really, really tiring of this this tax that we pay. And and uh, you know, look, it's it's one hundred fifty. Is it worth one hundred fifty more? I'm not sure. Again, I'll mention still cheaper than Xbox though. I I I but, tweeted yesterday that that Microsoft won the battle here because um, they they aren't charging as much, and also the Xbox One includes Connect. The Sony PlayStation yeah, does not include their camera. That's a good point. So you are getting a much better deal. And let's not kid ourselves. You will not see those prices at Christmas time because you do not buy a brand new console without games, games bundles, everything, extra exactly. controls, all that kind of stuff. They'll had be the same price. They'll, they'll both be four ninety nine or I, something I'd stupid like so. that, four or five fifty fifty with games yeah, and everything. I agree. Come Christmas. That's probably going to be the case. But let's also talk about. And we've mentioned this many times before. When we're talking about US pricing. Those prices don't include sales tax. That's right. Now sales tax will probably add another what. 30, 20, 30 bucks to the price. It's only 8%. Okay, sure. let's say yep. 35 bucks. Mm. For the Microsoft pricing, we're kind of on par because our price includes Close. GSC, everything. Yep. So nearly there. But the Sony price is still going to be a lot cheaper. That's right. And look, I doubt, I doubt the fact whether you'll be able to bring a US PS4 to Australia and it'll work. It'll obviously be a, a power. It wouldn't be it'll worth your while. If you're that mad, system, if, if, if you're that mad, stick with your PS3 for Christ's yes, sake. Sure. Right? Well, one thing too that PlayStation mentioned was the fact that you can use uh, that you can use, have your used games as well. Yes. The Xbox was saying, well, no, you can't use it. You, you either own the game or not. And there was a bit of a controversy. Hmm. But that was one thing where people said, yeah, you can tr- buy traded traded games, trade them in. Hmm. And that was something that was very well received too. At the but on both devices, before. you can't use your old console games. Not yet. There'll be a sort of, there'll be a workaround for that. Just as I there was with the PlayStation Three. Really? But uh, very okay. some very exciting games too. They they announced to PlayStation Four some really good exclusives: Killzone, Shadowfall, Drive Club, Infamous, Second Son, The Order, eighteen eighty six. So but you know, many cool and, games. And likewise, um, uh, Microsoft announced all their exclusive yes. games as well. So it's the standard fare. Christmas will be a big battle for the consoles. Absolutely. But you know what? Forget all that tax stuff. This is these are great prices. These things used to be nine ninety nine. Exactly when they came right. Out. The PS three right. when it was announced in 20, released in two thousand and six was nine hundred ninety nine dollars. You know, it's a not big, bad. These are much cheaper than they were. Oh four yeah, or five definitely. Years ago. Definitely. All right, you're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. You read more about the PS four and others at techguide.com.au. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. All right, we'll talk Sony uh, just quickly. Um, 4K, and we're, we're sitting here at the Intel thing, and there's a nice 4K here from LG <laughs> on display. Very nice. I mean, the quality is unbelievable. But uh, Sony have, have released their 4K pricing. Now, I'm only going to start at the low end here, but the, their their 55 inch is uh, is five nine nine nine. So that's six thousand. Let's call it six, six grand. You'll, you'll probably pick it up straight away for you know five eight or five seven. Maybe. But you know that's not a. I don't actually reckon that's a bad price not for a 4K bad, TV. The 65 inch though, you want to go 10 inches bigger, 
you're paying an extra $3,000. It's $8,999. Now, now, how does that compare to the U.S.? Because that's, what, that's what's important. U.S. pricing, okay. So U.S. price for the 65-inch is 7000 U.S. Mm. So we're paying $2,000 more. The conversion everything, it's still a lot more here in Australia. Yeah. 55 inches isn't so bad. We're paying $1,000 more. Yep. But it goes back to what we said about the PS4. Pricing for one country is a lot different. It's not just a yep. simple conversion. There's taxes. I don't know Look, what kind of duty they pay on TVs. There's... Uh, Obviously, sales tax on that as well. It's a lot of things at play, but two thousand dollars more for Australia. Not that Tech Guide isn't important and reputable, but come Christmas, that story will be irrelevant because pricing will be out the door. LG's prices that's RRP, recommended retail RRP six nine nine nine. So it's a thousand. LG's going to immediately drop the price of that. Hisense haven't released their pricing. It'll be it'll be five TCL. A lot lot of competition. I reckon my my bet, and I I think I said this somewhere today. I think you'll see a a fifty five inch four K TV with a four in front of it but it's not it's not we're going to should point out real quickly it's not like for like like i think you no, are, no, it's, it's like buying it's like a hold and isn't it isn't a full the sony one's going to come with some movies that's right and and look and i've seen this firsthand sony got they've got skin in the game for four with 4k yeah, yeah right from the, the the movie set with the cameras yeah. and the cinemas and i think you know the, really get in front of these tvs before you make a decision because they're not all the same pricing is obviously sony tend to price themselves a little bit higher than the competition because they believe their product's yep. better so and and you know what? Uh, they make bloody good quality, quality products, and oh, people buy them for that side reason. Side-by-side side comparisons are very Two impressive. blokes talking tech. Have a, ch- have a check of the Sony pricing at techguide.com.au. Uh, another interesting little thing I picked up from E3, Trevor, and this has kind of got a little bit of an Australian angle to it. Uh, I found it really interesting that they're making a Mad Max game. Oh, really? Now, the Australian movie, of course, made Mel Gibson a star. Just drive around like a maniac. Back that in was 19, no, not quite. Back in 1979, the original Mad Max film, George Miller was the director behind all of them. Now, yeah, such a he's, film. He's, uh, he's had three, two other sequels, and now he's actually filming the fourth. Uh, it's called Fury Road, starring Charlize Theron and Tom Hardy, who was the villain in Dark Knight Rises. But I find it really interesting that uh, this old franchise has suddenly someone, has, a, a, a developer, has said, "You know what? This will make a good game." Yeah, yeah. And it's this open world game that's very popular now, where you can kind of go wherever you want, third person view. Mm-hmm. It's, it's driving, fighting, missions, mission-based. I'll just get in a car and drive around. What I find interesting, I, I interviewed George Miller many years ago about. Um, uh, it was about uh, Happy Feet. Yep. And he said that his next big production was going to be a computer game. That's why I found this story very surprising, the fact that he saw that computer games were kind of the future mm. of, of entertainment. And he's kind of yeah, right. Yeah. But he's not only making the film, I don't think he's got any involvement with the game, but I found it interesting the fact that there is now yeah, finally right. going to be a game. Um, is this a cross, cross-platform title? PlayStation 4, PlayStation 3, Xbox One, Xbox 360 and PC. So I don't think Mel Gibson's going to be in it. No. But it's going to be an interesting... I'll put the trailer and some screenshots there on Tech Guide if you want to check it out. But All right. I think it's an interesting concept for a game. Mad Max, the computer game, coming soon. And you can check it out at techguide.com.au. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. With Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. All right, perfect timing, Stephen, to wrap it up with a couple of minute reviews uh, from the, the great Stephen Fennick here. And you're going to kick it off... Uh, firstly, uh, I can't even read your writing, mate. The iDeckt Eclipse, Trevor. Eclipse. It's the 8035 cordless phone. Oh, now, I saw this weird-looking you know, you know, thing. You know, the normal phone is very boring, you know, normal colour, 
pretty pretty boring. much Phones typ- are boring. typical design. Yeah, yeah. Eclipse has thrown that Eclipse out the window and come up with this amazing circular design. Now, check out the pictures on Tech Guide. It's like the Dyson of it phones. Is, that's right. It's a circle. Now, the base station forms a ring. Put it up to your ear. And, but, but the handset is actually part of the circle. So you, you actually lift off the oh, handset. Oh, so you don't put the whole thing it, around no, your head. No, no. It, t- <laughs> it takes... The handset is a section of the circle, and I took plenty of photos yeah, right. and displayed it on, on Tech Guide there. Not, uh, did you take those photos? I did. Studio oh, okay, quality, Trevor. I was going to say, that's pretty bloody good, it's actually. the iDeck to clip. So, but not only looks great, it sounds great. It's got the latest deck technology. You can tell when so Stephen's taking clear. the phone, it's got the footballer's hands in it. That's right, yeah. It's got the man hands in there. But anyway, from Mint Technology, 149 bucks. Check out the pictures. Really cool design. Base station. You can buy in a single pack, 149 all the way up to a triple pack for 349.95. Available in red, black, and white. And to round it all out, and again, a nice link back to, to the Intel launch today because WIDO is an important part of uh, the Intel processor range and computers that have WIDO in them are compatible with this great product from our friends at Netgear. That's right. Netgear's PTV3000 is a push-to-TV product. Now, it, what it basically does, it's a small device, smaller than a pack of cards, can connect to your wireless network and then connect to your television. You then can take your smartphone, your tablet, your laptop, and mirror that display yep. on your TV screen. It's so, the best thing. Our best content is often on our smartphones, our mm. photos, our music, our videos. You can now effortlessly put that on the screen wirelessly. Uh, you need to have a, a recent model phone, though, Galaxy S4, Galaxy S3, LG Optimus G, the, the, the screen mirroring, mirror cast compatible devices, yep. tablets and computers, as we mentioned. Uh, the PTV3000 is priced at $89. So if you, if you love replicating, if you, you might want to use your browser on your phone. That's it. Rather than having a smart TV, you can turn it into a smart TV with your smartphone. This is the point. If you if you want this kind of technology, you don't need a brand new TV. You can actually do it with a Netgear uh, PTV push to TV. That's right. Transport. PTV three thousand, priced at eighty nine bucks. And uh, you can check it out at uh, techguide.com.au. Two blokes talking tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. All right, I think they want us out of here. That's that's just well, what I'm they've detecting. They've stacked up every chair in here except, except the, the ones, ones we're, we're sitting, sitting on. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. They're telling us. Uh, they're, they're giving standing, us a message. They're standing over us. Yeah, they're oh, looking they're at their looking watches at on it for some reason. All right, too. thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. Thanks to the good people at Netgear. And you can hear us each and every week at iTunes. And uh, you can like us on Facebook at uh, twoblokestalkingtech.com. You can follow Stephen with a PH on Twitter. Stephen Fennick. I'm Trevor Long. Check us out each and every week here, Two Blokes Talking Tech.